Welcome to Blind Love Radio. I'm your host, Anna Rosen. Enjoy these heartfelt conversations having to do with creativity, transformation, and the divine. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Blind Love Radio. I am super excited to present this episode to you guys today. I have my lovely friend Joanna on, and we talk about all things yoga and Reiki, and she's recently been getting into tarot, and it's been really fun watching her discover it. And every time you see somebody else discover something, you discover something through them, through their experience. Um, I feel like it's so beautiful to share what you're learning with tarot with other people. And um, this is a big episode about, we talk a lot about daily pulls. So pulling a card in the morning and then um, kind of seeing how you experience that card's energy or the archetype throughout the day, reflecting on it at night. Um, And that's been such a beautiful way to build a relationship with your deck. And Lindsay Mack had suggested that at some point. And I started doing it maybe, I've been probably doing it for consistently maybe a year or I'd say six months to a year, really like every day, just pulling one card. I used to do a lot of 10 card spreads with the Celtic cross spread. Um, And I still love doing that. And I love seeing how all the cards interact with each other. And it kind of weaves into this story. But the idea of isolating energy and being able to really experience that energy of that one card and knowing it's like your guide for the day. It's the medicine for the day. It's almost like setting your intention for the day. Um, I feel like every time I lean into it, it just brings me closer with divinity. Um, it's just helping, it's building the relationship with my deck and it's building thus the relationship with spirit. Um, so it's really cool to have my own experiences with that. And I talk about that and hearing Joanna's experiences. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy Um, If you feel called to, definitely pick up a tarot deck if you're um, maybe really new to it. But a great way to learn is just pulling one card a day, seeing the relationship unfold, really making an intention that it is in your highest and best alignment. I really like that wording from the tarot for the wild soul like asking for the highest and best because if we think about the cards being reflection like water we can kind of pick our vibration so really setting the vibration to be medicine for our highest self um, in alignment because we can choose to start out 
the day like that. And that doesn't mean that other um, struggles and feelings don't arise, but we can always come back to our intention. We can always come back to our anchor. We can always come back to our breath and um, choose to redirect the energy. I've really been feeling that, especially in Pisces season right now. It's just, I feel like it's gotten so many people feeling depressed and I've woken up and felt kind of depressed and then being able to kind of, I picked the five of cups like jumped out of my deck yesterday and I was feeling kind of like wallowy and just almost like there was like this wet shirt on me, like this earth and water and my acupuncturist pointed out that in nature right now the plants are like swelling with water everything is like mud it's the I kept getting the page of cups was coming up this earth and water um and it's like this contraction moment before the expansion of spring um and that was so it felt so normal then and I was like, it's okay that I'm feeling like this. And the moment that I accepted it and surrendered into that moment, I was then able to like ride that wave and move through it and not fighting it. Like, oh, I don't want to feel depressed. Like, I don't want to feel this way. But just allowing yourself to feel it um, and just doing something to, I had to like move through it. I moved through it with some yoga and really physically moved it through my body. I'm really, really trying to be mindful about bringing Virgo into this season. Um, I think especially with my Pisces moon, I just get a lot of that emotional energy, picking it up from other people, just feeling into it myself. And I pulled the daily card of the day that jumped out at me this morning was the Hermit. And the hermit is ruled by Virgo. He's taking one step at a time. Um, and it's the day before the first day of March. March is March 1st is tomorrow. And I pulled the hermit as my March card when I did um, a card, when I pulled a card for each month in the beginning of the year. So I think it's really asking me to drop into my intuition and really drop into my body too and not get so caught up in my mind and making plans and just really dropping into the body's intuition and I think the idea of like slowing down and like we can get so caught up in this Pisces dreamland almost and there's so much beauty there but there's equally as much beauty and spirituality to be found in the body and grounding into the body and slowing down. So that's kind of what my daily pull kind of told me today and it's kind of setting the tone moving into March um, and I'm kind of going with that Oh, so, sorry, this is kind of all over the place, but I was doing, I did a little ritual too of, I lit a bunch of candles, specifically five candles, the five of wands had shown up, and it was kind of this idea of, 
I lit five candles and I put the five of cups up on my altar and I realized I had kept getting the three of cups reversed also and if you notice in the five of cups three of the cups are upside down and I realized that I was just paying attention to these three cups that were empty um but again it was okay it was just realizing that and coming to that awareness and seeing that it was in nature also this idea of the mud and the the water and just needing to process that it almost reminds me a little bit of the four of cups too like needing to digest that water um there's already so much and then it's like more water being added on top of it and just like working through it all so i felt like i needed a little bit of fire so i lit a couple candles and then i did my yoga and it was just really amazing how we can form these little rituals based on the cards that we pull and really move through things in real time and it's just a testament to having a daily practice and how beneficial that can be for um, the mind and the body so me and joanna talk a lot about this we talk about some cool pulls that we've had um, and experiences that have brought us great meaning so i hope you guys enjoy this i know that was kind of a long intro i know you're gonna get something out of this conversation though so without any further ado enjoy and I will see you on the other side. Okay, we're live. Blind Love Radio. We're here with Joanna. The H is silent, right? Or no, you tell Not me. Not really. So I've grown up being called everything almost, if uh-huh. you think about it. So I say my name, Joanna. 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 But if you hear my mom saying my name, she's usually yelling at me and it's Johanna. Okay. And my dad and my sister, they all call me different things. So Joanna. I say Joanna though. Joanna. Yep. Is fine. I feel like I call you something different like every time time I see you. And and I'll respond to it also. Totally cool. Okay. Fabulous. So we have Joanna on the podcast and you are a yoga teacher Mm -hmm. and you also have like a whole day job. Yep. So I am in the sports marketing world, which I still to this day think is hilarious because it's sports and girls. Yeah, are you sporty? No. (laughs) I feel like yoga is not that sporty. It's the complete opposite if you think about it. Like, we are not trying to win anything except, you know, how to be good at life and and find yourself. Yeah. so my day job is very different. I came to yoga about 10 years ago and completely fell in love with it. And I eventually became a teacher. Yeah, where did you start doing yoga? So uh, I used to work at a nonprofit in DC 
that worked on anti-human trafficking work. And um, management really wanted us to do a better job of self-care. And they had, I want to say it was Yoga District, was um, the group that came in. They had hired them. They were like donation-based classes. Mm -hmm. And they would offer them in the conference room. And the very first one, I was like so nervous. I was like, I don't want to do yoga. Like, what if I'm not good at it? Like, I'm not going to know any of the poses. And I'll never forget, it was these two women that came in, and they taught the most amazing class ever. I mean, I walked out of there feeling like on cloud nine, like that feeling that you, that floaty feeling you get sometimes at the end of class where you, and for someone who had never done yoga before, it was like my body had gone somewhere else, my mind had finally come to a place of calmness, and it was, I was hooked. And I was also at that time like, really starting to focus on my health and um I just dove head in head or head first right yeah yeah is that even the saying but yeah and I started taking classes as much as I could I this is obviously before I had my daughter so I could do that um I would go before work I'd go after work and then I took a little bit of a break and then um I'd say around the time that I got pregnant with my daughter is when I fell in love with it all over again. I did the prenatals, yeah. I love that. It's what brought me back to yoga, actually, because I had taken a little bit of a, of a short break, and um, I had actually, uh, rewind, I rem- I'm like trying to put it all in chronological order here. Um, the Virgo in me is like, you gotta get the facts right. So, <laughs> the details. The details. So um, my grandmother passed away in, 2013, and that's actually when I started diving back into it. I was having a really hard time with grief, um, and just, it was the first big death I had ever experienced, and so I went back to yoga and started going to this place in Rockville that's actually no longer around, and I loved it, and then fast forward a little bit forward, um, when I was pregnant, I knew that I wanted to stay active and that I wanted to do something that would get me back to that feeling of just calmness, knowing that my life was drastically about to change, and so I found Thrive, and I started doing prenatal yoga there with an amazing teacher who you know, Jess Aiko. Love Jess. And um, I like, I sat in on her prenatal class for the teacher training, and like I was bawling. Like just from like her little like intro meditation, like put your hands on your belly and like you can be any type of mother you want to be like it doesn't matter like any relationships that you've had prior and I was like oh my god that's so sweet she's amazing like things I would never even think of to like bring into a yoga class Mm mm-hmm like, especially, like, thinking about, like, nurturing that bond with the child, especially if you've never had one, and I just could not believe the thought put into it. Like, also, like, the idea of having women go through all these poses that are super strenuous and, like, having them hold wall sits so that they get, like, uncomfortable and it's stim- simulating the pregnant or the birth. Like, mm-hmm. that's so smart. <laughs> yeah like so smart and like just the whole world I'm like going on a tangent but then also she was talking about like oming and then when you ohm consistently it's like 
the baby feels relaxed and they the get to know that sound yeah. and then later you can ohm to them and then they like love it oh my god and they know to like relax mm-hmm. yeah I just like am so like I don't have any kids so <laughs> yeah. and I also like I've never really be, been around pregnant people like my like my sister-in-law just had a baby but You know, it's, like, different when it's, like, someone you're super close to and you're, like, around them all. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. you yourself getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just, like, it just blew my mind of, like, how amazing it was and, like, the depth of it that I never, like, had even, like, I feel like I was just, like, stepping my toe into it, but it feels like this whole, like, world absolutely and actually it's funny that you mentioned you know her opening I I think what solidified my love of prenatal specifically was an experience I had in Jess's class Um, I actually took the enrollment series with my cousin who was also pregnant at the same time as me and um, Jess's opening was all about dedicating your practice to someone who was never going to get to meet your child and Oh my god, I, the two of us were sitting there crying. I can't remember if we were holding hands or not. In my mind we were, but we probably weren't. <laughs> but it was just the most beautiful, profound experience that had kind of come full circle because what had brought me back, like I said, was the grief that I had experienced of losing my grandmother. And then being in that space where I was holding my belly, holding the place where my child was growing, and then getting to dedicate both to... Violet, my daughter, and to my grandmother, but I will show you who she was through the way that I'll love you, which was like, oh my god, I was crying before, yeah, Yeah, crying before the class had even started, and that feeling there was something that I knew, it may not be the same experience for every single person, but that deep connection to myself, to my grandmother, and to my child was like, I want to figure out a way to have other people experience this too. And that really is what kind of like propelled me onto my journey of becoming a teacher because, you know, after my daughter was born, I took a little bit of a break um, from yoga and I knew I wanted to do the teacher training but could never justify it. I couldn't justify taking that much time away, whether it be on the weekends um, or to do the different things that you have to do in order to complete that process. And then I finally Thank God I have an amazing husband that was like, just do it. We figured it out, and we did it. And with the support of him and my sister, who watches my daughter all the time for me, I was able to do that. And I, you know, have now, as you know, I'm now doing my 300-hour training, and I am going to register to also do the prenatal training. It's like I'm yes. in a perpetual state of training, and I am so happy that I get to do that. Oh, I love that, but that's like what you're supposed to be doing. Like, especially after we, like, dove into your, like, human design chart and you being the 4-1 profile, like, the ones, I have really dove into this more about the profiles, like, the ones are all about, they're the investigators. Yeah. So, it's, like, the idea of, like, whatever you're interested in, you're supposed to learn about it. Yeah. And, like, this state of, like retaining all of this knowledge and I feel like Virgo is like such a great student in themselves like student and teacher 
Like, I think of my sister, who's a Virgo moon, and just, like, she could just stay in school forever, I feel like, (laughs) and just be so happy. So, Anna, you're describing my life. Because I hate school. (laughs) Like, I hate it. I hate, like, having to learn about things that I'm not interested in, or, like, just, like, the... well, I guess that's the beauty of, like, being an adult and you can sign up for, like, classes that you're interested in. That you want to take. But also, but just, like, the, I guess, like, academia and, like, you know, homework. I, I'm, like, really making this so, <laughs> so, like, arbitrary and, like, baseline, but I don't know. I think that's, like, amazing when, like, people are lit up by that. Yeah, I, I love, like, I love learning. I actually enjoyed school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I'm jealous. Yeah, so I enjoyed school. I remember um, when I was making the decision to go back to get my master's out, you know, it had been some time. I waited a while before I went back and got my master's because I did my undergraduate in political science, thinking that I was like, I'll do political science and then I'll go to law school. And as soon as I graduated from my undergraduate degree, mm-hmm. I went and I took an LSAT course, and I was sitting there in class. I remember I had already paid the ridiculous amount of money to sit through the, like, LSAT prep mm-hmm. course, and I was like, I can't do this. This isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I need some time, like, in the real world, in a real job, figuring out what it is that I want to do. And then I ended up at a nonprofit and was there for quite a while, and then I switched, and then I was like, I think I'm ready. I know that I love doing marketing. I love the communications aspect of it. I'll go back to school for that. And then it took me forever to finish, which was fine, because I was doing it at my own pace. And then literally, as soon as I finished my master's program, I took an executive training through work um, at the Kellogg School of Business, and I just finished that. It took me a year to finish that, and then that's when I was like, yoga teacher training and my yes girl you are on fire always one thing after the next and I love that and I like I said I have some I have a supportive system like a support system to help me be able to do that it's what we talked about last time of like dropping those feelings of guilt associated with doing the things that light me up which is still something that I struggle with but I have to say Doing the reading with you, and then consistently, I've been consistently pulling cards. Oh, yes, so since. tell me all about, like, I've, I feel like I've converted you into you, a tarot lover, so tell me, like, everything that you've, like, seen from it, and synchronicities, yeah. and I know you pulled the King of Cups, which I feel like is perfect for today, because King of Cups is the healer. Okay. And I feel like, did we pull that in the first time I gave you a reading? Um, we've done a couple of readings. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. But I, I probably, I, I took pictures of all our readings. I could go back and look at it. It was, um, so let me just back up and tell you that I took forever to go out and find the right deck. I had originally had, like, one of those, like, ones that you get at, like, Barnes & Noble, but mm-hmm. I think I got on Amazon. It's, like, really pretty pictures. It was, like, an angel tarot deck. It mm-hmm. still had all the same things, so, like, just different drawings. And I'd been using that, and then I finally came across when I saw your picture of this one, mm-hmm. the other worlds. Um, uh-huh. I really liked it, but then I went on to Amazon. Oh yeah, busted and I, open, yeah, and I ended up finding the, the fountain tarot. The fountain, which 
is so pretty. I've never seen so it in real life. Gorgeous. It has these beautiful silver edges to it. Wow. Um, and it has a cute little book that comes with it. And I, what I've started to make like my daily ritual with the tarot that I um, am so glad that I did because I know we talked about this a little bit last time I was with you, was that you know I'll start off my day like after everyone's gone and I'm working from home. I usually do a quick um, little mini meditation and then I'll pull a card and I'll see what pops. And I love sitting with the card for a little bit. And since I don't know that much about it, I spend time trying to like figure out what it means. Um, and I know you had said when I did your workshop, which was amazing, Thanks. to sit with the card, see how the day unfolds, and then look it up. I'm just not able to do that because I don't want to know. <laughs> You're wanna a Virgo. Know. I know. I want to know in I that moment. I need to know the details. Exactly. Guys, but she is a Cancer Moon and a Cancer Rising. So, like, tapping into that intuition that you have because you're so intuitive. Yeah. You are, like, total reflection of, like, cosmic healer. I'm smiling because <laughs> it makes me so happy to hear that. Because um, I've always been – I we talked a little bit about this before, but um, I think I've always known that I am super intuitive mm-hmm. but always pushed it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pushed it away, especially when I was like in my teens and having experiences where I would see things or feel things or have dreams, like premonition type dreams, and then see that stuff come to fruition freaked me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Can, yeah. No, yeah, this is the internet. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it however you want. <laughs> and, um, and so I pushed it away for a long time, and I think... Again, coming back to the timing of when my grandmother passed away, I told you this last time, I had a dream right before it happened, and it freaked me out when I, when I arrived to the hospital and I saw the exact same thing reflected back to me that would happen to my dream happening right in front of me. And I think that kind of, I, my response to it that time around was a little bit different in that I like finally acknowledged like this doesn't need to be something that I'm afraid of. It doesn't need to be something that I push away, but it's something that I need to figure out how to, like, work with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm still figuring that out now, but I have to say that using the tarot feels like the right, like, in, all, in accordance with, like, a lot of other things that I've also been diving into, like, on the energy work side, feels like I'm starting to finally find a way to, like, harness it mm-hmm. in a good way. In a yeah. way, not that I wasn't before, but, like, actually know how to kind of do it a little bit better well the cool thing about tarot i think is that it seems to just be like a reflection of what's going on and you're really able to state like what your intention is with it Mm -hmm. and like how much i almost think of it as like a flood like a floodgate and you can like allow you can only you can open it to exactly like how much water you want to receive Mm -hmm. And it's, I feel like sometimes if you're, like, so watery, like, you just feel, like, flooded by all of that. Whereas if you're able to, like, have a system and a structure, like tarot, to, like, really state, like, this is exactly how I want to use this tool. And Mm -hmm. this is, like, what I can handle. And I feel like tarot doesn't give you more... Then you can handle, especially when you say like, like 
my teacher, Lindsay Mack, says, like, always state, I would like the highest and best, like, reflected back to me. Yeah. So then you're always, like, going for the highest um, good, and then, and then it can never, like, backfire that way, right? Mm-hmm. When we have, like, a clear intention. And it's also just, like, creating a container for a clear intention. Yeah. I find it, like, really has strengthened my intention setting, which has been really cool. Like, I pulled the Knight of Pentacles yesterday. So the Knights are, like, all about how we move. And his picture, usually depicted as just, like, the horse standing still. Yeah. He's, like, a very slow, rooted... Um, like you think about pentacles as earth, so it would be like a grounding energy. And I was in Susan's class yesterday, you saw me. Yeah. And I was feeling like kind of unsteady. Like she had us like stand in the beginning. And it was kind of like weird because usually you're sitting when you start a yoga class. I'm starting my class tonight. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she started us standing, and I was like so thrown off by it. And then, like, I allowed my intention just kind of came to me naturally, and it was like I am rooted, and like feeling the roots like coming out of my feet. Like, I don't know if I just smoked too much weed before this class, but, like, I, and then I realized, like, oh, my God, Knight of Pentacles, (laughs) like, feeling rooted, like, that firm, like, and also manifesting, like, when you're rooted like that, you're just able to, like, I feel like I'm just, like, manifesting everything. Like, whatever I think of, it's just, like, boom, there it is. And I feel like you need to be so grounded in order to, like, be able to deliver all of that energy mm-hmm. and, like, let it flow through you without, like, knocking you down. And then it got even freakier Because I went home and I had done, so you heard about the little ritual that I did with like the Aquarius pitcher. Yeah. And I had had it and I had put it, actually, I had used this vase that was my grandmother's and she had left it for me and it had this bird on it. And it's really weird because I've been like kind of like, they, I feel like birds have kind of been like my trail markers for the past year of like, this is, you're on the right path. You have a bird. I know yes like I love them love them and I got this bird tattoo and then my grandma passed away like shortly after that and then she had randomly left me this bird vase and I was like and my mom knew I was like had this weird bird obsession but she was like Nana did not know that I don't know like what's going on and then so I used that and then I was like it's time to like empty that out and I was like knight of pentacles again and I and I had planted these rose bushes for her outside of our in front of our house um and like in remembrance and I poured I was like oh I should pour the water into there into the roots of the bushes I don't know man it was like 
I had, it's so interesting now just like interacting with energies like that in such like a a multi-layered way like the way that it followed me throughout the day and like really just like brought so much meaning to my day also and like allowed me to just like expand I don't know I loved it yeah so it's beautiful to hear just your connection with tarot and to hear how present and aware that you're able to be you know from the moment that you had that feeling in that class of nine of pentacles I feel rooted mm-hmm. to the moment where you were able to come back connect it all back to your grandmother and then take it outside I love that that's gorgeous I can Isn't hope so that I can cool? like, yeah. oh my god you will though you're doing it you are like total king of cups like so king of cups is the this. healer okay so it's the healer so he's a healer um so it's fire and water okay so what could we say also about the knight of cups um emotion but leading with emotion like creating change with emotion um like like very on par with like reiki okay yeah like and and that's what kind of jumped out at me so for those of you, since you can't yeah, see like, what I'm doing. Read, uh, read the booklet. Yeah, so the meaning that it has in here is a warm father figure, empathy and concern for others, gentle power inspired by art and culture, dignity and conviction, kind and compassionate and fiercely protective. So I was sitting with that this morning. I was like, I don't Like, I have these moments, and I think because it's, it's still so all new to me to, like, really spend so much time with it, is, like, really trying to figure out, like, how does that manifest throughout the day for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you noticed it today? Not that I can think of right now, but I'm sure as soon as I drive away from here, it'll, like, come to mind, like, why didn't you think of that? But I, but right now that you're saying, you know, like, that me being King of Cups and how it has that connection to Reiki, I think what I love about Reiki is you get to, it almost feels... it's very nurturing to be over someone giving them Reiki, at least in my experience as a practitioner. I will say that that's what it feels like, and it feels like an amazing gift for me as the person that's channeling the Reiki energy and a gift when I'm able to then verbalize and share that with the person that's on the table in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I love that exchange, especially when... And for me, it's all really been coming full circle in the last year of being okay with, and not even being okay, but like trusting in my intuition and knowing that what I'm feeling and what I'm picking up is real Mm -hmm. and that I shouldn't push it away. Yeah. Which has been really exciting, I think, working on different people and having things come up and just feel as crazy as it feels to like tell them, by the way, have, like, this might sound completely crazy to you, but, and then, you know, sharing it with them, they're like, absolutely, that's actually right on par with what's going on in my life right now. Mm-hmm. So that's been really cool, and I could see, I can kind of, I, I see the connection now with the King of Cups and, like, that nurturing and being empathetic and... Because if you think about, like, the Queen of Cups... Which is another one that's been popping up for me, too. 
Yeah, so the Queen of Cups is double water. So okay. that's like your pure water element. So all of the court cards have double elements. Okay. So that's why they're kind of thought of thought of as advanced energies. So whereas, you know, in the minor arcana in all the all the suits, the four suits, you just have one ruling energy. But then um you have each of those suit elements and then you have the page knights queens kings on top of that okay so that's kind of where you get like both um i feel like also you get i find that it pops up for me elementally is that a word elementally (laughs) (laughs) astrologically um with like what's going on like I pulled queen of swords this morning um and I feel like I haven't really been doing anything boundary wise I would say but thinking about that it's Aquarius season and the elements would be air and water with the queen of swords so thinking about that like well it's Aquarius today the moon's in Pisces today so we have an air element with the water element. So it's kind of like that's what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And like kind of feeling into the day, it feels like a very like airy, watery. Like I have a lot of inspiration and mm-hmm. I've kind of been like running around from thing to thing, but I haven't actually produced anything. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't those, like, the best kind of days, though? Because you're like, I feel like I did so much, and then you look back, and you're like, but I didn't do shit. I did nothing. But, yeah, so, like, thinking, it's not always, it feels like something to remember is that it doesn't always show up in the same way. Yeah. Like, sometimes it shows up for me in an intention, and then sometimes it'll show up in an actual event or sometimes it's just the astrological weather or it's like so cool i got this i did i pulled a card on wednesday Mm -hmm. and it's the one with the kid on was it the sun i think it was i love the sun it was like i haven't gotten that card in a long time and i got it Two days in a row. I got it on Monday, and then I got it on Wednesday. Ooh, and what so, was going on with you? What was going on with me is that I um, had said yes to something that I was terrified of doing. Ooh, yes! And it was um, it was amazing because I pulled it right before I was going to go on Monday, but then it didn't, it, it didn't end up happening, and it was like... I was so happy that it didn't happen because I was like, great, I have a little bit more time to prepare myself. And then mm-hmm. Wednesday, it ended up happening. Like, and you pulled the same one? Ah! That morning. Yes! And I felt supported. Like, I knew, you know what? Thing, it was like, girl, you got this. It was exactly what it was. Because yeah. I went, I did it, and I felt amazing after it was ah. done and over with. I was like, why was I so scared to do that? I like, what was it? Uh, so it was teaching a 
client, a private client in Spanish. Ooh, that's so cool. I could see that being really scary though. Yeah. If it's not like your, you know, your first language. No, but here's the funny thing. Anyone who knows me knows that they've never heard me speak in Spanish because I'm, I know that I forget words and I'm terrified of it. And it's something that like I spent so, the last week I've thought about it so much like how ridiculous like you don't even speak in front of other people because you're so afraid of messing up which goes I was back thinking to about that now. the other I was thinking about that earlier actually like thinking about that in terms of art like how many times how many times I've done that myself and I've seen other people like not even engage in art because you know not everything will come out good mm-hmm. and you take those failures as something personal and you feel like because I failed once like nothing like it'll always be failure then but like releasing the expectation and just like rolling through it That's and a, like yeah. you get so many wins yeah and like nobody ever remembers like you know like even if you had like a bad class like you know, the next time it's going to be so much better. Yeah. And nobody remember it. Nobody cares if it was, like, one bad hour of their life. Yeah. It's, so, like, no reason never to do it. Yeah. So you said something that the card helped me do, which was letting go of that expect of whatever the expectation was going to be, that everything was going to be fine and that I was going to have fun. I don't remember exactly what the book said that it was, but it was, like, the picture itself was it was a child and that's in the fountain tarot it's a picture of a child with the sun behind them and they're having a ton of fun yeah and that's how i felt like that's how i felt after i was done I was like, oh my god girl that? you were doing it where you're like <laughs> pulling cards and then seeing yeah. all these amazing amazing things happen yeah so that was that i will say from this past week it was so cool to see that pop up on monday that's it so didn't cool happen, and then it popped up on wednesday and it did happen wow and the woman had a great experience, and I'm we sure had she five loved more you. sessions. Oh, books, yeah! So. <laughs> I was, yeah, it was something that I, as soon as I let go of that attachment to what I thought I needed to sound like or what I thought I needed to be able to do mm-hmm. and just go with it, it was so freeing to pull mm-hmm. that card and see, like, it was like a, a, a reaffirming that it'll be fine. Yeah, it's, totally. You're there. That's you're there why with the right tarot intention. feels like so, so supportive. Oh, it does. Whereas, like, I feel like I used to be scared of it, or there's like a lot of fear-based mm. things surrounding it. I guess anything with like trusting your intuition is like scary, and you have like those doubts. Like, is this really right? But then once you like, <laughs> um, once you, you start trusting like? it. <laughs> It's like then that's like where all the magic happens. Yeah. I feel like they need to know like you're trusting in it. Mm-hmm. Or else the universe is like, fuck you, come back when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think um, I've really taken to heart. Uh, it's only been what? When did, when was your workshop? Like a month ago? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. A month. Almost mm-hmm. a month. And I, I've like fully dived in and feel 
Like, it is another support system. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know that I'm tapping into my own intuition, which has been something that I've really started to allow myself to rely on, which has been just great. Like, it's a great feeling to have these, these cards, and to know that I can always shuffle it up, pull something out, and just see how it resonates with me, which I'm yes. really enjoying. And especially when you, like, I just love it for when you cannot see things clearly yourself also. Like, especially, like, I feel like a lot of us that come to yoga just have that very frantic mind where it's hard to, like, sort out, like, what are my own thoughts? What are other people's thoughts? Um, Yeah. And also, like, becoming, it helps me become the conscious observer. This idea of, like, I don't know if you heard me talk about how I feel like the whole, like, second line of the tarot, like, it's divided up into three lines. A lot of people say, I don't say this, I don't claim this, but um, the major arcana, and then this idea of, like, the death line being, like, such, like, a yogi way of living, Mm -hmm. of, like, coming into the moment and, like, looking things looking at things objectively and really distancing yourself from the situation so you can make the best decisions and then also like allowing your ego to die and connecting to God and allowing God to like co-create with you Mm. and like there's just so many parallels but that's like in all I guess esoteric philosophies there's a lot of overlap it's like the more you dive into one area I feel like you dive into all of it it's like you bounce around from thing to thing but somehow it like all melds together in this beautiful way um because it never feels like you're completely starting from scratch right no Because it's, like, so many, I don't know, so many things just seem so similar. Yeah, something that just came to mind for me as you were talking about, like, what those, what people claim with three different lines and with the death line and yoga, it just made me think of an epiphany that I recently had. Maybe it's not that, it's not profound, but for me it was when I sat down and I reflected on the last year and a half, um, when I went down that yoga teacher training, I felt like I was finally awake. Mm. Like I had not really been, I had just been existing Mm -hmm. without that much awareness about everything in life. Awareness of the gratitude that I have for everything. Like from the minute I wake up until the minute I close my eyes, like I am so fully aware. And um, it's just a completely different sense of gratitude than what I had before. And mm-hmm. I feel like the next layer to that for me was when I found, when I found Reiki, I had it done to me. I decided to do the training and then decided to go for the Reiki master training. It was like a whole nother part of me was awakened. Like the, the subtle energy of being able to fully, I don't, I won't say that I understand it all cause I don't think I'm there. <laughs> I don't know if I ever will be, but being able to understand the different sensations that I would feel that I can now put my finger on and say that that's what that energy is. 
-hmm. And now with the tarot, it's like another layer behind that, that now it was yoga first, then Reiki, and now tarot is giving me like another tool to play with, like something else to help wake up my intuition, which is really, it's a really exciting space to be in. It's also cool because it's so visual. Whereas I feel like, like Reiki is not, Reiki doesn't feel visual. Or maybe, I don't know, what do you think? It depends on the person that I'm working on. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll give, I'll be giving someone Reiki and the sensations will be so physical, like I can feel stuff in my Mm -hmm. own body. Um, And then other times I'll be on someone and I will have my eyes closed and I'll get a very strong visual doesn't happen with mm-hmm. everyone, and I, I know everyone's different, like, if they are a Reiki practitioner and how they sense and feel energy. Um, but for me, like, I, I'll be on someone, and I might I might see a color with my eyes closed, or I might see an actual visual. I'll, re- I'll never forget, I was giving Reiki to one of the first people I had ever done, like, a full session on, and I was just drawn to be over their first chakra, like, by the feet. And I just stayed there. And I don't know, it was my own intuition had pushed me back to that, to first chakra. And all of a sudden, as I'm sitting there, I'm like hovering my hands and I get the strongest picture. Like it was like clear as if I was watching a movie with my eyes closed. And I was in the, in the forest and um, I could see these big trees. I can still see it now with my eyes closed. I could see the sky up above. And it was just, I felt so calm and so relaxed. And I mentioned as I, you know, I finished the session, I mentioned that to the person I'm doing Reiki on, and she was like, she starts smiling and laughing. She's like, that's where I go when I meditate. Like in my mind, mm-hmm. I'm in this forest and I see these giant trees and I have all my animal friends there. And I was like, I didn't see animals, but I like felt that. Like I felt mm-hmm. you could see. Mm-hmm. So Yes, to answer your question. That's so cool. Yeah, I've had some pretty strong visuals over the different sessions that I've done, but that one for me was the first one, and it's like the one that sticks with me of like, that is so cool because Reiki, it can be so many different things. Like I said, it can be physical. Mm -hmm. You can see colors. You can see visions. Um, Well, not everyone, but for me, for what my experience has been. So Mm -hmm. this is also visual too, for sure. The tarot deck. And I love having the pictures to like keep in my mind throughout the day Mm -hmm. of like, did I feel that or did I embody that? And this one's a, I haven't looked at it like in comparison to yours, Mm -hmm. but you were saying it's very watery, right? It does feel very watery. It does. And after you said that, I was like, she's so right. Look at this Right? They feel like... Very water Very water, like... Even the colors are, like, muted and not as bold. So it feels like it's almost been, like, um, diluted. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But so beautiful, though. Ooh, okay, pick a card for me. We're going to do a live reading. All right. I love your wind chimes out there. (laughs) <laughs> they're very loud. Are they? I, feel that I like them, though. They're nice. How do you like them, listeners? <laughs> can, can you hear them? So have you cut it, right? Or I yeah. can just... Oh. Okay, I'll cut it. Okay. Yeah, what kind of... Have you just been picking, like, one card? Yeah, because I don't know the spreads yet. Okay. 
That's okay. I want to get there. Whatever you want works. Okay. Have you pick or can I pick? How do, how do you normally do it for other people? I'm taking this as a lesson right now. Um. Okay, I like this where you fanned them out. I like a good fan and then picking one. Okay. Okay. It's like a live lesson too. I'm picking my card. Ooh, nine of cups. Hey, I got this guy last week. Did you? I did. Okay, what do you think it is? Read me. So, when I look at it and what I feel, I hope I don't get this wrong. Ah! There is no wrong. Um... (laughs) I see a man that's very happy and like he has so much to share. Ah, I love Hi. that. I do feel like I have a lot to share. You do. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Oh my god, welcome guys. <laughs> I just have creativity buckets galore. Yeah, but traditionally what does the nine of cups normally mean? I'm it's still like so a new. card of dreams. Hmm. That feels appropriate. I feel like my creative dreams are coming true. Definitely. Yeah. I love it. So much water. Yeah. With what you were just talking about with the different yeah. air and water today. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feeling very creative. Um, the- and I feel like the collage phase that I'm going through feels very Pisces and watery. Like, I yeah. feel like a collage is almost feels like a dream. Doesn't it? Like, it's not... Yeah, I mean, look at this. This is so many different pictures that you've put onto one. We're looking at my... Freaky candles. Freaky candles. <laughs> I love the freaky candles. And this Yeah. One, yeah. Uh-huh. And I made your daughter a cute little bear. I cannot wait to give it to her. I'll have to record her when she... When I give it to her. So, I looked into her chart. Yeah. And she, so she's a Capricorn sun. I want to say an Aries moon, but I feel like I should look that up again. But I remember she had a Cancer rising. So you guys are both Cancer risings. Mm -hmm. And then your north and south nodes are opposite. So hers is a Libra north node and an Aries south node. And then yours is an Aries north node and Libra South Node. So it's interesting because me and my husband have opposite North and South Nodes. Yeah. So it's like you guys are just teaching each other. It's like this beautiful balance about giving and receiving and the self-first relationship. And it's like so beautiful how they're, I mean, it makes so much sense how they're connected, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't have one without the other. Yeah. And I was just trying to remember what you had told me last time about the Libra. It's the relationships piece, right? Yeah, relationships, a sense of fairness. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting going into political science, too. Yeah. Because that feels like a little Libra also like that because it's the justice card mm-hmm. also so that idea of like really seeing things objectively and that like feeling of you always want things to be like fair yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah that that is spot on that's part of the reason why I had gone into it is like I want to do something that will help others 
strike fairness because I think that we live in a very unfair world mm-hmm. where not everything is the way that it should be. And so originally my intent was, like I told you, I started off um, in political science. I ended up working at a nonprofit that was trying to help victims of trafficking, and it was amazing work that they do. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's interested, it was called Polaris Project, and they operate the national hotline. They work with victims. They're an amazing organization. I was there for, there with them for so long. But then I, you know, I switched, I switched paths. I ended up going to something a little more lighthearted, um, She has a Pisces Midheaven, which is, like, total spiritual career. So your Midheaven is kind it's the 10th house with career. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm getting all of this right, but I think so. It sounds exactly right, like what we talked about, yeah. Yeah, and then getting, really focusing on an artsy spiritual um well that king of cups oh yeah the one that i pulled this morning Mm -hmm. okay totally you're like leaning into that pisces midheaven especially with the virgo too because you have a you're a virgo but then like trying to reach that other side of the wheel yeah it's Mm -hmm. so funny because the virgo in me totally came out um a couple of nights ago it was just two nights ago, and I was rethinking um, this project that I've been working on. I got a little bit of feedback, and I, I could not let myself fall asleep until I had completely reworked everything, ah. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing because it was like, sometimes you get feedback, and you're, or at least for me, I, sometimes I'll get feedback on something, and I'm just like, well, how do I do that? And I can't rest until I've mapped it out. And that's that part of me that's the planner. Of like, mm-hmm. I want to have everything into a nice and neat package. Do you, um, do you take it personally, too? I have a really hard time with feedback, like, not taking it personally. I think especially with having, like, a water sign as a moon sign. Mm-hmm. Like, that emotional, like, reading into it too much. Yeah. Especially with that, like, already, like, you're already a perfectionist with, like, the Virgo Capricorn. Yeah, I think it's something I've become super aware of um, in the last, even in the last six months. And when I catch Mm -hmm. myself getting into my feelings about that kind of stuff, I will have, (laughs) I will have a conversation with myself of, it wasn't coming from a place of being personal with any mm-hmm. kind of feedback that I get. And that I now, and it's taken, like, for me this year, I've really set the intention of growth and transformation. And mm-hmm. from the beginning of the year, I had something happen to me where it was, like, right in my face. And I was all up in my feelings about it for the first, like, three or four days of the year where I just could not get out of my own head. And mm-hmm. it took my husband kind of laughing at me and saying, why like why are you taking this so hard like mm-hmm. get with it. it it was you know it's a, mo- a like a place to grow from I would love to have his chart read he's probably gonna listen yeah. to this and be like wait what what is he <laughs> he's a Pisces oh my god yeah so perfect yeah so it's funny because I mean we've been together forever but I feel like he is one of those people that could easily just be like snap out of it and, and brings me back to the moment of reality of where I'm like yeah I don't need to be taking that personal like that's funny being a Pisces, grow. though. 
because I feel like Pisces would be like more of like the dreamer. So I wonder like what else he has. Yeah, I want to know because I feel like maybe he's a Capricorn moon. Maybe. Well, I just have to find out. But um, yeah, so I don't take it personally anymore. I think mm-hmm. I used to quite a bit. Um, and like you said, maybe it's that Pisces moon element that had me that used to like make me feel like it was a judgment on me as opposed to like coming from mm-hmm. a place of to get better. Right. Um, and now as a, and I was so thankful for it as soon as I snapped out of like that space of like I need to fix this right now after I sat down, I reworked what I was working on, I realized like that piece of feedback, just completely expanded everything that I mm-hmm. like it went it took my focus from like this small to like infinite mm-hmm. of what I can put forth and create in this world which is really exciting yeah wow so what do you what was the difference what was it um so uh it was yeah what are you working on tell us I told you so I'm really interested in like prenatal work and trying mm-hmm. to figure out like what to do and um, working on our different workshop ideas that's part of our training and I had like I had admittedly a lot in trying to pack into two hours mm-hmm. and I was like but I want to do it all it goes so quick it does and yeah. so the feedback was maybe consider doing it differently and mm-hmm. I remember sitting there I was like well, how am I going to make it different I want to put all of it in there mm-hmm. and um I sat down and I was like well I can pull this out and I can pull this out and those can be their own completely separate like if I decide to ever go down that route mm-hmm. uh, and someone actually wants to host it at their studio like that'd be awesome and there's now um I thought of this thing this like way to encapsulate everything because I am so focused on and I really enjoy working with um people that are about to embark on their journey of motherhood. So from start to finish. And I've really been um, interested in the last couple of months, like taking a deeper dive into all aspects. So I had this epiphany as I was falling asleep, like closing my eyes on Wednesday night. I was like, womb wisdom. Like that's what it needs to be Oh, I love that. Oh my God. I started thinking, I was like, womb wisdom, colon, fertility and yoga womb wisdom chakras and pregnancy like and I like kept going I was like oh my gosh Reiki for you and your baby (laughs) womb wisdom (laughs) yes um so the one that I landed on that I like have the pieces almost all pulled together for would be womb wisdom how to create a blissful pregnancy or something along those lines beautiful um so yeah so now it's like I don't remember originally how we got on this tangent, but... No, I just want to hear about yeah, womb wisdom. Yeah, so <laughs> there's different elements of it. And, like, the one that I started thinking about that I don't know if I'm, if I'm ready to go there yet, because I don't think it's necessarily dark, but, like, womb wisdom, motherhood, and, like, the shadow of motherhood. Like, some of those mm, things that, Like trauma? Like hidden trauma? Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. This is where I was, like, there's more here, and I want to unpack it. But, like, kind of the things that... Um, come up once you become a mother like mm-hmm. the things that you maybe yeah maybe it is past trauma like the fears that you carry yeah totally as a mother I didn't even think about like working through your own relationship with mother figures that you've had when you're going to become a mother and mm-hmm. how that would impact how you're going to raise that kid and like just being like 
called to bring awareness to that is so powerful. Yeah. Because so many people, I'm sure, you know, would not even think of that as they're going through. I mean, maybe they would. Who's to say? I mean, I'm sure you're like, okay, I'm going to have a kid. I'm thinking about it. But, like, maybe you're thinking about it unconsciously, though. Oh, for sure. Because I think when you're pregnant, um, in my own experience of only being pregnant once, is that you're, and as a first-time mother, there are so many things <laughs> happening from mm-hmm. a, from the physical side. Like, your body is rapidly changing throughout pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You may not always feel the greatest while you're pregnant. Um, you're also now, for me, I had the realization like, oh my goodness, I've been tasked with, like, I have this responsibility to bring this life into the world and to make sure, number one, that you keep them alive, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but number two, that you don't mess them up. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you were talking about, like, there are so many different things that run through your mind. Like you don't ever want to make, at least for me, I, I was so hyper- aware of not wanting to make a mistake in the way that I raised her mm-hmm. of like always being afraid like am I making the right decision right so oh, that's you. Um, so that was something that I I started to think about a little bit but I was like I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet like there's five other ideas I have here on the paper that I'm so excited about and I'm so happy that I got that feedback mm-hmm. on like there's a lot here maybe you should think about paring it down and I was like but I need all of it in there which yeah. I didn't and mm-hmm. now I'm like there's this thing that's like growing that I'm like so excited about the energy that mm-hmm. is there to create it which I think we talked about last time of like mm-hmm the sacral energy, Mm -hmm. and I create that energy, and that's what lights me up, and it's so true. Yes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. Ooh, and so did you always know you wanted to be a mom? No, I didn't. Really? I feel like this is, like, your whole life calling. That's crazy to me. I I feel like you've always been a mother. Like, you came out a baby, like, being (laughs) a mom. (laughs) If you ask anyone that knows me I did not want to have kids and me and my husband were together for a very long time and he wanted kids and I was like I, I, I'm too afraid to go there like that, uh-huh. that's like a lot like I knew I always knew too that the minute that I had a child that I wanted my life to be for that child because I knew that like you need that kind of dedication that kind right. of kind of time and space mm-hmm. to really be able to allow like have all the fun that you want to have not that you don't have fun as a parent I'm not saying that at all I'm saying like me and my husband we took a lot of trips together we did a lot of things because like once you have your child and I'm speaking just for myself I know that people will have their own opinions on this is I knew that things were going to be different Mm -hmm. and I didn't know how they were going to be different but I knew that they would be and so I was always afraid to go down that road and I mean I'm so glad that we waited because I was in a different headspace had I, you know, had her before the time that I, that I did. It was, like, perfect timing. And then my whole life changed, and now everything is, like, all about motherhood and, you know, supporting other women on their journey to becoming mothers. Ooh, I want to have you pick a card. Yay. Yay. Where's your little guy go? Beanie, she's snoring. That's what that was. I was like, <laughs> it is. You guys can hear my dog snore. It's happening. Really? 
And so, you got that shuffle down to a science. I do crazy. have a good shuffle. You just really have to get in there. I feel like people get like very delicate yeah. in cards. Okay. She's pulling a card, guys. Is it weird that I like to do this first? No. I like to see where I can feel it. Mm-hmm. These cards are really thick, too. They are. It's a very tall deck. Nine Ooh, wands. nine of wands. We're in the nines today. Yeah. Ooh, so that's like you have a ton of things going on. Yeah. Wait, I got this one earlier this week now that I think about it. You sound like you have a ton of things going on. I do. I mean, you have a full-time job, and then you're taking a 300-hour training, and then you have a husband and a kid, and you're teaching classes in Spanish. Yeah, and... (laughs) And you're doing a podcast, and you're learning tarot. Yeah, and a couple other things. (laughs) <laughs> I just signed up to also like launch something else but we can talk about that that's another this. time another time <laughs> yeah this is um so funny I remember the picture I would never remember that it was the nine of wands but I did get this mm-hmm. must have been over the weekend yeah you were gearing up yeah. for your sun card oh I yeah. love that that was such a fun story it was I I remember thinking too when I pulled it the second day I was like this is such a great sign I'm thank you Anna for showing me the oh yes <laughs> that, that makes me so happy I love tarot yeah I had dabbled with it I think I told you this before in high school for just a little bit and I remember being a little bit scared of it yes totally because it was at the time where all those other things were starting to happen like where I would have things that just would appear or uh-huh. I was like maybe it was because I was so open to everything that mm-hmm. the tarot was With like boundaries the- right it's mm-hmm. like I feel like tarot is a great way to like see what boundaries you have in place and then what you don't And it's, like, a great way to be able to, like, assess it and then change it. Yeah. Because I feel like boundaries are so, like, it's, like, an invisible solid thing, though. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to, like, see it sometimes. Yeah. I think I'm, like, over-visual. I'm, like, I need to see everything. Well, you're so artistic, too. I mean, look at all the stuff that you've created. Oh, true. Freaky candles. This was so fun. Thank you for coming on. Tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me under Luna Serenity Yoga. And my website is lunaserenity.com. I am trying to get my butt in gear to like actually do a blog on a consistent basis. I did like three when I launched the site at the beginning of the year and then haven't done more like I have all these ideas of what I want to do but I have not done it yet it's okay nine of wands you gotta pace yourself pace myself yes and they can find you teaching at thrive right yep I teach Friday nights candlelight flow 735 to 835 and I always end with a nice long shavasana with some reiki that sounds great and yeah that's cool for now are you going to do womb wisdom at Thrive? Hopefully. I hope so. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I love that. Yeah. Ah, 
Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Anna. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Blind Love Radio. If you want to connect with Joanna on Instagram, you can find her at Luna Serenity Yoga. And if you're local, you should definitely check out her yoga classes at Thrive Yoga in Rockville. And that's about it, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have anything happen that's cool with your daily pulls, uh, tarot pulls, then definitely uh, reach out and let me know on Instagram at blindlovetarot. Or you can email me at blindlovetarot at gmail.com. I would love to hear uh, what's going on with the community and how you liked this episode, how you related to it, what you're finding in your daily practice. So reach out to me. If you could rate this podcast, that would be awesome. Um, It helps other people find the podcast and... That would be really cool if you like it and you love it and you want some more of it. All right, so toodles, everybody. Sending you lots of love and kisses. Mwah!